Welcome to another edition of Paraprobe. I am yeah. your host, Chevy Chase. No, I'm kidding. Uh, I'm Chance Hancock. I'm sitting here with my buddy Jesse J. What's up? Yo. Blue. Yeah. <laughs> What's up, buddy? I'm oh, tired. Man. Everybody's wore out, man. We're like right <laughs> at the, the precipice of Christmas now, finally. Oh, my goodness. That Christmas rush, everything to go along with it. Uh, dude, between the shopping, the running, the gunning, all the Amazon boxes that show up at the house every day. The Christmas tree lights, two of the strands have which blown out on my Christmas tree, <clears throat> so I have to replace them, and I am just mad. Oh. I, I The ornaments are not up. Yeah. So I was like, let me do the ornaments last night at, like, midnight, and then those two street, uh those two strands went out. And I was like, well, nope. Nope. <laughs> yep. Not happening here. Oof. Yeah, no, I keep uh, blowing breakers at my house. <laughs> I'm like, all right, I'm done. Did you buy them dinner first? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, oh, been a, it's been an interesting week, man. I am, like, so tired right now. I'm burned out. We decided to go with an easy show tonight. And uh, it's so weird because my headphones, for some reason, are not working. I can't hear myself, but... I'm hoping my voice sounds good enough and loud enough. Try a different hole. Huh? <laughs> Try a different hole. That's what she said. Um, but anyway, so tonight we're going to be talking about some really cool subjects. And I know for a fact right now, I really, 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 really wished I was back in Key West right now. Just for a vacation. Not like permanent. No, I'm good. I can hear myself. Sorry, I had to cool. pause everybody. They were playing with my cord. It was pretty interesting. We'll, we'll post pictures on Instagram later. <laughs> only fans, bro. Only fans. Only on fans, yeah. <laughs> only fans. But, uh, dude, so anyways, uh, speaking of Key West, though, check this out. Mm. There was a father and son down in Key West walking on the beach. And this is a true story. This is not like a made-up thing. True story. Yeah, true story. Walking on a beach in Key West, and they found this green glass, right? That's like about, about the size of my fist, okay? Um... They both were avid, like, collectors of bottles and stuff like that and, like, pirate stuff and everything. So they thought this might be a piece of glass from an old pirate bottle. So, uh, because you could find that kind of stuff in Key West, you know, all the time. This after a storm, it was up on the beach. And uh, they literally found it walking on the beach. So they sent it to a buddy of the father's to get it checked out. And come to find out, it was one of the world's largest natural emeralds ever found, worth about $90 million. I hate how some people are so lucky. I really do. Ninety million dollars and found it on the beach. That's insane. (laughs) Dude, the only time I've ever known of anything like really expensive to possibly be found in Key West was a night that on a boat down there, I saw a doctor and his wife get into it about his girlfriend and she tore her, you know, his bracelet or her bracelet off that he bought her, which was worth probably about 30 grand and threw it right off the boat in the water. Oh, I would have been in the water in a heartbeat. I've been Dude, there were so many people that went there after they were gone and tried, <laughs> dove in and tried to find it, man. Oh, no, I would have It never got found because the boat left and all the silt and everything pushed. I'm sure maybe by now somebody found it, but they never There's going to be up. some treasure hunter later on down the line. I found a, a bracelet from 1872. That was from 2007. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, so true story, man. Father and son. Or, yeah, father and son walking down the beach. 
found a piece of green glass and come to find out it was one of the world's largest natural emeralds, man, worth $90 million. Must be. Now do you see why I want to move down to Key West? I used to live in Key West for a couple of years and stuff, and that became like my second home, and I want to go back down there. Not just because it's a very beautiful island and great atmosphere and very relaxing and everybody being on island time. It's hoping I can find another shard of emerald green that big. <laughs> he uh, literally never shuts up about Key West people. Yeah, bro. Never, ever, ever, Dude, ever, I want to be a treasure hunter, and that's what we're going to be talking about tonight. <gasps> Segway. Wow. You're Dude. so lame. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I'm telling you right now, bro. Right now, on the, they've estimated on the bottom of our oceans there is over 771 trillion dollars so let, we can buy the united states let that sink in <laughs> 771 trillion dollars worth of gold that lies in the bottom of the ocean yeah okay we need to we need to do some treasure hunting i'm telling you dude and like you said man, with that much state. money you could buy your own country i'm gonna Literally. buy a state i'm gonna I'm buy like i don't know bottom half of florida <laughs> i'm just gonna buy florida <laughs> Uh, I, I, right, Florida, I wonder if I could be mine. like like if I bought it I could become like a king. I want to be the king of Florida. King of Florida? That'd be awesome. Really? You want that? Yeah, that'd be cool. Now look look, governor of Florida's bad enough. King of Florida? <laughs> every time somebody snorts bath salts and turns into a zombie. <laughs> so My kind you. of people. <laughs> <laughs> I am the king of these people. I am the king of Misfit Florida Island. So that'd be perfect. Lord, I would fit right in. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> But, yeah, man, so, uh, it, but here's the funny part. I mean, that's not funny, haha, but funny isn't weird. Is like, especially down in the Keys and Bahamas, stuff like that, every time, like, a major storm or hurricane comes in, this stuff gets kicked up all the time. Mm -hmm. And so these, a lot of treasure hunters, man, they, they, they watch that weather religiously, and they wait for these kind of storms to come in because sometimes they get very lucky, and these things do get uncovered. Um, there is a shipwreck museum down in Key West that uh, most that stuff that they have there at that museum and this is a very large museum too and there, there's a lot of like gold doubloons stuff like that that uh was actually found right there in key west off the coral reefs and everything else wow see. yeah millions upon millions of dollars when you said treasure hunting i went a whole different direction because like all right i don't i don't necessarily believe in like buried pirate treasure now where you're going with it i i i, I see that that's cool i get it that's yeah. that exists that's legit that's yeah. real um, I wound up down a rabbit hole of World War II, mm -hmm. Nazis looting countries, and they buried treasure. Oh, I was yeah, like, absolutely. what? I was like, hold on, there is buried treasure, first of all. Um, Nazis are still jerks. Dude, they but have... But I want to find their money. They still, not only <laughs> just the money, they still have paintings yeah. that, are, that are priceless artifacts, all kinds of stuff that's still missing. You know, and because they had hit it all over the world, and nobody knows where it's all at. Uh, some of that stuff, if you came across, not only would you be rich, you would. Be, I, I define rich as in like you know somebody who like say wins the Powerball, right? You know, thirty, forty million dollars are worth that. that that's, right now. that's rich. Define something like that they have hidden, you would be rich, rich. <laughs> yeah, it's beyond rich. You know that, that that's the kind of money that or, or the kind of uh, yeah the fortune and, and money that would come with it. That yeah, you you could buy whatever you want. Dude, you know? I'd literally be a ghost. You'd never see me again. Nobody would ever see me again. I, you'd see me again. Oh, yeah. Y'all would probably see me again. <laughs> Nobody else. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'd be gone. I'd be I, I, don't, I really don't like people in as a whole anyway, so it kind of works out. So, yeah, I'd, buy the, I'd get all that money and bye-bye. Mm, I yeah. like people. I just don't like a-holes. <laughs> <laughs> but I really would, man. I would, I would definitely duck out. 
You know, because, I mean, everybody always has, like, that story of, like, you know, oh, if I won the Powerball, what would I do with this money? You know, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and I know so many people, like, oh, I'll give it away to charity or, you know, I would I would help families in need. And Now, don't get me wrong. I would do that. To be honest, I really would. I would because I'd want the good karma. You know, I, I, I would just say, look, I got Tax this. break. I would get the Well, I'm just saying, if I got that lucky in life, then I definitely want to help other people, too. So I would definitely help out families in need. I'd probably give money to the Tampa Burn Unit for uh, children. Oh, yeah. The, uh, yeah, because they do such fantastic work, man, helping children um, with such debilitating, you know, uh, injuries and such. So I, I definitely would want to give money to them to help out. Absolutely. And, and you know what? It, I, and I don't want my name attributed to it. I don't want to like give the money away and then have people go, "Oh, you did it to have fame and fortune." And everybody knows who you no, are. I'm no, I'm already no, no, famous, I, and I, rich. <laughs> they literally would just show up and there's a check. You know what I mean? That that would be me. You know? Yeah. Um. So I would definitely want to do that. As a matter of fact, what would be awesome is to walk up to like say St. Jude's mm-hmm. and just walk in there and look at the people behind the counter and go, "Hey, can you tally up all the family's bills?" Yes. And be like, well, we, I'm paying it off. Just give me the amount I have to pay. And just to see the look on that person's face would be priceless. I don't need anybody to know who I am. Just me talking to that individual, that moment, that's priceless enough for Dude, me. Dude, that's so To see awesome. the look on their face. And I'd be like, yeah, just tally up all the bills. Let me know how much it is. I'm just going to give you one sweeping check to pay it all off in one shot. And walk right out. I, I don't want nobody to know I did it or it was me. Just So if you ever hear of St. Jude's, <laughs> somebody came in like Santa Claus and paid off all the bills, it may have been me. Especially if I don't show back up again, you'll know it was me. <laughs> ever. He'll be down to Key West finding like emeralds and crap on the freaking seashore. Dude, if I was that rich, I would. I'd be out there diving every day. Because I look at it like this. I'm we. diving. Well, okay, we. Because we talked about I'd this. live in your garage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would we. totally. Like, my... Your garage would be bigger than my house right now. Because <laughs> <laughs> at that point in time, it wouldn't matter if I found anything. I'm diving every day, and I'm already rich. It yeah. doesn't matter. And then bug season comes up, and you get lobster. Yeah. Free lobster. Mm. Oh, yeah. Bugs. Man, that's the one thing I definitely miss about living down there, man. All the fishing and going free diving for lobster and stuff we used to always do. It was a lot of fun. I found out one of our very good friends mm-hmm. that I work with, he's a fisherman, huge fisherman, avid fisherman. Allergic to fish. Just happened in the last year. Really? <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, dude. <laughs> it's the worst thing ever. I couldn't believe it. I'm like, hold on. You, you, you. That's like a lumberjack with allergies. Dude, he's always sending me pictures of like these big snapper, big snook, big redfish, all the stuff that he's catching. It's like, hold on. You can't eat that? Nope. Give it to me, bro. I get a freezer. Let's do this. Yeah, if he still <laughs> wants to go fishing, yeah. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, you know, there's a couple of guys right here, man, take fish. Mm hmm. All right, so we're going to be jumping right into this now. We talked enough about uh, what we'd do if we won the Powerball and Lotto and all that good stuff. Well, actually, you know, I didn't ask you. What would you do if you won? I already said I'd disappear. Just disappear. <laughs> we, we would disappear. Okay, we, yeah. And, uh, well, there's a couple other people we would pull along. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, we'd kidnap people. Yeah, there, is <laughs> a couple, there, is a couple, there, there, there are a couple people in our lives, like Jay, you know, and a, few, and a couple oh, other yeah. people we would say, okay, oh, you're going with us. We're out of here. We're uh, starting a convent. Exactly. <laughs> Do whatever you want. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to a free nation. Do whatever you want. I don't care. Just don't burn the place down. Yes. What would you do, Blue? Uh, I would pay off my student loans. <laughs> <laughs> Leave it to Blue to be practical. Yes. Uh, yes. Probably let it With sit his horns. and figure out. Yeah, I know. Thank you. It's my Yule Goat outfit because tomorrow starts Yule. So. Nah. Yeah. Do you burn um, it like a log? The Yule log? I'm just wondering. No, I don't. I don't. Okay. I usually, so I usually go celebrate Yule with some Viking uh, reenactors, but... 
Okay. I thought you were going to say real Vikings. Like, that's a lot of mushrooms. I mean, they learned all the stuff. They're they're reenactors. How Um, high were you to be partying with Vikings? (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, no, I'd probably pay off my loans and then put it all in the bank and figure out. Probably my mom's loans. That would be great. Probably a lot of loan paying. There's an episode of uh, Last Week Tonight with John Oliver where he buys, like, student loan debt and just forgives it all like i'd love to do that that'd be cool i'd love to do that like i went to art school for six years it was expensive i know that that whoa (laughs) (laughs) yeah uh, that would definitely be cool all right so now we're going to jump into it so the first story is about the patriot the disappearance of theodosia burr alston all right uh alston yeah dude alston Alston, whatever. I grew up with some Austins. Okay. So Theodosia <laughs> Burr Alston, uh, from 1783 to 1813, was a daughter of American politician and third vice president of the United States, Aaron Burr. Theodosia had a privileged upbringing and a good education, and in 1801, she married wealthy landowner Joseph Alston, who went on to become governor of South Carolina. But sadly, in 1812, Theodosia lost her only son to a fever, and she became sick with grief. Uh, desperate for change on the scene in York's Eve of 1812, she boarded the schooner Patriot in South Carolina to visit her father in New York. It is known that the ship left dock and sailed north, but what happened after that, nobody knows. Never arrived. Um, they said that there was no trace of the ship or crew was ever found. Uh, there's a bunch of theories and legends behind what uh, happened, um, but the fate of what really happened, one person does have a claim to it, though. Uh, the ship was attacked by pirates and that she was forced to walk the plank. And then there's other people who suggested that the Patriot may have just wound up accidentally involved in the middle of the War of 1812, <laughs> wrong place, wrong, t- wrong time. Dude, it's talking about a hell of a drive-by getting shot down by, you know, ships. Um, and it was sunk accidentally by enemy ship. Um, but, however, there was a Karankawa Indian chief who claimed that he rescued a woman who had washed up on shore after a shipwreck and that before she died, she gifted him her locket with the name Theodosia inscribed in it. What? Yep. So, but the bigger the big kicker is, along with that, that weird story, is the fact that she had a whole bunch of priceless heirlooms, jewelry, everything that was on board now, if you tallied it up in value, would probably be well over like $100 million. Dude, it's probably all in the Mariana Trench, too. It's all the bottom of the ocean somewhere, man. But see, but that's the thing, man. Is like, there's all these stories that that uh, uh, that happen all the time. I mean, there, there's believed to be over three million shipwrecks in our oceans right now. I are, believe it. Yeah, they're on the I bottom. I believe it. We sucked at it at first. We still suck at it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, come on. We run into bridges. I mean, <laughs> that is the most entertaining thing ever. <laughs> Dude, I remember when I was in the Navy, we were out in the open ocean, right? Now there's some oil rigs that were like about a good 15, 20 miles away. It were a darkened ship. This is over in the Persian Gulf. It's like 3 in the morning. I'm on the helm. The senior chief looked at me, and he goes, Now, make sure you pay attention to where those oil rigs are, and don't hit them. This is an open ocean, once again. These oil rigs are like 15 miles away. I literally, without missing a beat, looked at him and said, Senior, if I hit one of those now, I did it on purpose. <laughs> There's no way I accidentally hit one. So... But but the funny part is, is those kind of accidents do actually happen. Mm-hmm. In the middle of an open ocean, somebody runs into an oil rig, or two ships collide in the middle of an ocean. Dude, I, out in the Gulf of Mexico, there are so many unlit oil rigs. 
And oh, yeah. it yeah. happened during Katrina originally, but like they they're still unlit. Yep. I mean, when I was working offshore out there, I mean, we literally like from me to you, oil rig, the captain was at the helm. <laughs> It's like, oh, crap, <laughs> there's one. <laughs> <laughs> My bad. <laughs> Completely dark, can't see nothing. Look what happened when they hit the Skyway Bridge, you know, decades ago, and the span dropped. Dude, here's a crazy story. All right, allegedly, I want to start that right now with allegedly. Okay, my grandfather was a bus driver for Trollways, all right, um, or Greyhound, whichever one it was. You know, I, I, he, you know, he passed on when I was younger. But anyways... Um, allegedly, that day that that happened, that bus that went off, he was supposed to be the one driving that day. My grandmother that morning, who had a nightmare the night before, begged him not to go into work. Allegedly. Doesn't that allegedly. Happen? Yeah, that's chilly. I, I've, I've heard it through the family, and I know how my family are, well, a bunch of liars. So I really don't know <laughs> if, honestly, if that's true or not. I really don't. But that is an ongoing story that I've heard multiple times in my wow. family. I mean, I do know what he, he really drove for the bus, you know what I mean? But I don't know if that really was a part of it. But he definitely had that route, you know. He definitely crossed over to Skyway, God's know, you know, God knows how many times. Yeah, I did. So when I looked up other things, I YouTubed it on the way over here. Because, mm-hmm. you know, it's like a 40-minute drive, 50-minute drive. I don't know. It's long, long. I love how you watch TV while you drive. Yeah. I don't really watch TV. I listen to it. Okay, that, but that's better. These guys are. But you like, keep always saying I watched YouTube on the way here. Yeah, well, you know, I haven't <laughs> crashed yet. <laughs> um, <laughs> haven't shipwrecked, <laughs> much like our topic. Landwreck. <laughs> but um, the first thing that popped up was like some kid over in Miami. Not kid. I say kid, but like he's like twenty four, twenty five. Just a kid, yeah. Yeah. Some dude in Miami uh, diving in a canal, bringing up shopping carts. Like, the canal is, like, crystal clear, like, Key yeah. West clear. Oh, yeah. But there's, like, a bunch of shopping carts and garbage and trash and stuff, and, like, he's taking underwater video of fish, and I'm like, this is not treasure hunting. <laughs> I need treasure. <laughs> Actually, I know which videos you're talking about. I've watched them, too. The guy does it all the time. Yep. I've know. seen him come up with guns, all kinds of stuff. Oh yeah, well I mean we're we're yeah people lose their guns in boating accidents all the time. <laughs> yeah, off bridges. So um, <laughs> it's Florida, we know all about that. Yeah, down the Everglades. Um, anyways, um, so yeah, uh, but it's so crazy when you think about all the money that could possibly be on the bottom of this ocean. And now, you know, there's been incidents with like ships getting lost in Bermuda Triangle and such, and a lot of them they think was contributed to piracy. It wasn't, yeah, exactly. It wasn't aliens or anything like that. It was actually either really bad storms that ran up on them because, well, let's face it, it's Florida. We get squalls out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Um, but then also, secondly, with piracy, you know, that there really is piracy down in Florida and around the Bahamas and stuff like that. It still happens today, you know. And uh, so they believe that some of those um, incidents, and here's why, because like with one of the incidents with one of the ships that all the crew came up missing, um, they basically... Like, even the final log that was written that day, it was all normal. You know, there was no, like, you know, bad weather written in the log, nothing like that. There was no weather recorded for that day, as far as it goes for bad weather. But, however, the entire crew was missing. The food was still on the table where they had been served and only half, you know, eaten. And so crew, captain, everybody, poof, gone. Uh, the lifeboats, lifeboats were still there. So... 
with that being said, okay, fine. You can say aliens, but honestly, I think it's piracy. Because they said to them nothing was missing, but they don't know everything that may have been on board that boat. You know what I mean? So, who knows? I don't know. Because if it was pirates, normally the pirates are going to take the ship. Yes and no. Sometimes it's easier just to either scuttle it or just leave it behind a free float. What do they do with the crew? Hold them for ransom and then never ransom them? Nope. They usually wind up dropped off somewhere and then executed. See, I knew a chief engineer that was uh, working over in the Persian Gulf, that part, Mm -hmm. you know, that oil field, and he was kidnapped. By the way, a lot of the ships that are built cannot withstand AK bullets. Just saying. Yeah, I know. No, no. Holes everywhere. He's Mm -hmm. like, nope. (laughs) I don't feel safe anymore. New steel. <laughs> nope. But um anyways, he was he was one of the guys kidnapped. They uh held him for ransom and he said that they treated him like a freaking king because he was their meal ticket. And I don't know what all went happened. It was undisclosed whether, you know, money was paid or not, but he's obviously alive and still working. Not over there anymore, but <laughs> Well typically it's either one of two things. Either the ransom got paid. Man, I'm not saying this happened to him. I'm just saying with other times that this has happened. Or usually um, there are special forces units that come in, and they stop the situation real quick, just like with Captain Phillip. <laughs> mm. Mm. I am the captain now. Yeah, which lasted him a very short – that was the shortest captain span in history. Mm, I don't know. <laughs> only la- he only was captain for only a few hours before – and gone. Done. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. Anyways, what else you got for me? All right, so the Merchant Royal. This is actually one of the richest, like, ships that ever sunk. Never Where'd that found. go down at? Uh, over at Land's End uh, in English waters. Um, That's cold. Well, basically <laughs> what happened... Now, the, here's the weird part, though. The ship started taking on water, right? It was coming from Spain over to, you know, England waters. It got into England waters. Uh, they they had a, a malfunction, started taking on water. They, they eventually, they, they, the crew got rescued. They got off the boat and everything, but the boat went under. But many times divers have gone back, can't find it. It's gone. <laughs> the ship literally <laughs> disappeared. Now, granted, you know just as well as I do, we both, you know, being former, you know, on the water and all that all of our lives and boat captains and so on and so forth, you know, you do have currents underwater just as much as you have currents above water on, on the surface level. Worse. Yeah. And so... It, it literally, you can have a a ship that is sinking with treasure in one spot and get spread for miles across the bottom of the ocean. Well, I mean, even Easily. the Titanic was way away from where they found it. It took them a long, long time to find it. Yeah, because the deeper it goes, and the more the ship is swinging and rock, you know, rocking back and forth as it's sinking, it's going out further and further, and it really does. It travels for miles. Um, but here's some of the load that was on board this thing when it sunk. This happened back in 1641. The ship was loaded with 100,000 pounds of gold. 100,000 pounds? 100,000 pounds like of pa- gold. pounds money or pounds pounds? Uh, no, no, no. <laughs> as in physical lifting off the ground pounds. Whoa. Yeah. Um, it had 400 bars of Mexican silver and a huge amount of precious jewels. Fine, huge. Oh, I'm sure that... Uh, is that huge or huge? Huge. huge. Yeah. <laughs> God, um, I hate that guy. <laughs> yeah. That commercial drives me crazy. I love it, but... I <laughs> oh, yeah. So, I mean, for ever since then, obviously, people have tried to find this thing and, and salvage it and, and get the you know all the gold and all that. Can't find it. No luck. 
Hmm. There was one vessel that came close, I think, back in 2007. How did uh, they know they came close? Did they see it? Yeah, it's actually called the El Dorado of the Seas, is the, the nickname of this vessel. Um, they said in 2007 it was thought that the Odyssey Marine Exploration may have found the wreck after it salvaged 500,000 pieces of gold and silver. From the site off the southwestern tip of Great Britain, this was later identified as treasure from a Spanish vessel, meaning that the unimagined riches of the Merchant Royal never got discovered. So here they were looking for one, found 500,000 pieces of gold, and it was the wrong one. Do you see why I want to go treasure hunting? <laughs> <laughs> I want to own my own country. Yes. Yes. I I don't know. Wow. Yeah. Just wow. 500,000. Not 500 pieces. There's been many, 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 many treasures found that had even over 500 pieces found. Like 1,000, 1,200, 1,500 pieces. 500. That's a half a million pieces of gold. Can you imagine being the people who had to sit there and count every single one of those? 500 thousand pieces of gold you mean 250,000 pieces of gold <laughs> you mean a hundred thousand <laughs> yeah that was us they just keep getting smaller and smaller yeah. so how many did you actually find five well isn't there laws about that in uh the u.s if you find like a, a sunken treasure actually or whatever, it's there are laws uh, a couple things that you have to do one you have to establish the actual vessel you have to establish that this is the vessel that went down all right in order to claim it uh, in order to, you know, uh, actually ascertain and gain ownership of it, you do have to prove the vessel that you found that it sunk. So, like, if you find, like, say, a, a little piece of gold bloom, well, mm-hmm. that, there are so many treasures that were moving in and out. You can't say, well, this came from this vessel, and there's a whole bunch of gold there. You actually, not, you got to prove where it came from. I know that's not what I was talking about. Though it was, uh, isn't there laws that like. I found, let's say I found 500 pieces of, you know, gold doubloon mm-hmm. down yonder, whatever. I can't keep it or sell it because it's a historical artifact, can I? Um, Isn't there a log and stuff? I think it depends upon the situation. I think the country has to Make me gain to claim over it. Yeah, Google. Find out. <laughs> yeah, that's what we have it for. Uh, it's supposed to be smart, bro. Well, I know a lot of stuff, but not everything. Um, I think that I think that that actually, yes, you can claim it unless the country says, no, we claim stake to that because it came from our country. But even that country has to point that this is from our point of, uh, this was our point of origin from our country. It does belong to us. <laughs> and that's if they claim ownership. But you got to think about this. Even if you found that, let's say you found the 500,000 pieces of gold, the, the money that that would be worth, right? You give that to the country, guarantee they're going to give you a very hefty, you know, uh, you had this very confused look all of a sudden. It threw me off. Sorry. Oh. I I'm, I found the wrong thing. Well, let's put it this way. Okay, <laughs> there's one guy right now. This, this is what started this whole thing that we, we thought was hilarious. It's a story, actually, that I wanted to share. Uh, that started the whole thing about the, the searching for the <laughs> uh, treasure hunting and for gold. Um, it, it's about a guy... And, Jesse, I remember I sent the story to you. It's about this guy who found a treasure. He was paid to go search for it, and he found it. And, well, all of it came up missing. <laughs> and he refuses to give up 
where it's at. He's been locked up in jail now. For They just re-upped it again for another year. He's been in for three years so far. Wow. Yeah. Um, essentially, what it broke down to was this guy. And, man, I can't, there it is. Found it. He's an ex-treasure hunter. And I'm opening it up right now so I can tell you about this. Oh, no, I'm sorry. His marks his fifth year in jail <laughs> and counting <laughs> over missing gold coins. All right. Is a former deep-sea treasure hunter um, who has not disclosed the location of five hundred missing gold coins remains in Ohio jail for the fifth year. Uh, he was a research scientist. Tommy Thompson has been in jail for contempt of court for half a decade, well past the normal maximum limit of only 18 months. For, Why? Uh, for such cases. Well, usually if you do contempt of court for something like that, it's a minimum like 18 months. But the thing is um, that every time he goes before the parole board and they say, well, where's the gold? I don't know. <laughs> they throw him right back in. They give him another year. So Thompson took on a case for uh, 161 investors who paid him $12.7 million to excavate a sunken ship. And that was the SS Central America, which is known as a ship of gold, and sunk in 1857 during a hurricane off of South Carolina. Thompson took the money but never returned the gold, leading the investors to sue him. After failing to appear in court, in 2012, to disclose the coins whereabouts, Thompson lived in Florida, imagine that, <laughs> and hiding for three years before U.S. Marshals tracked him to Boca Raton and arrested him. Thompson pleaded guilty uh, for his failure to appear and was sentenced to two years in prison and a $250,000 fine, but he had no an- uh, had uh, but he had to answer questions in a closed door session about the coins, which the government estimated to be worth only two to four million dollars. Okay. So here's the thing. They paid him $12.7 million. The coins are only valued at about 2.4. You know, 2 to 4. And he's still sitting in jail. Dude, just give the coins up. You already got paid $12 million. The only thing that I can think of, the reason why he would do this, one or two things. Let's say maybe that the gold belongs to someone else. You know, to like you were bringing up a while ago, another country. He's like, I'll take the jail term. I'm not giving it up to these investors who paid for it. Maybe I had a change of heart. Or B, he spent that $12.7 million, and he really needs that 2 to $4 million. <laughs> there, I can't think of any other reason why this guy would sit there and not tell them where the gold's at. Or he could just be not that bright. I mean, he can legitimately be okay, not that. that bright. I could give I you mean, that. It's a Florida man. Yeah. We all know the Florida man stories. Yeah. All right. Um, real quick. I uh, found the Florida law on it. Okay. Um, if you you have to get a permit, mm-hmm. you have to be under the supervision of um, archaeological experts or a state. Okay. Um, and by law, a portion of the fine may be awarded to the finder. So you can keep a portion of it. Okay. Now, it doesn't specify whether, you know, a portion is two doubloons out of, you know, 500,000 pounds. I'm sure right? it's probably a, a, probably a going rate of probably about maybe 10 to 20% probably, I would assume. Well, let's think about that. If we found a treasure that was valued at $500 million, I'm okay with that 20%. Yeah. I'm okay with that 10%. Yep. <laughs> see? See yeah. what I mean? I'm good with that. Yeah, yeah. I'm good with that. I, I could be quite happy walking away with that kind of money. It's worth $500 million, and I'm walking away with 10% of that. I'm okay with that. Yeah, but it, it, it seems kind of like 
I, I don't know. I grew up with Indiana Jones and stuff. You know, you find you find the freaking treasure. Like, hello. <laughs> you know. It's mine. It's mine. It's all mine. <laughs> oh, man. Now now I see why, like, these treasure hunters go to jail, man. They get greedy. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I'm just a tad bit greedy. I'm not – see, I'm not greedy so much as, you know, it makes more sense. Finders keepers, bro. Finders keepers. We're oh just yeah, that, leave that, it that. that plays out well since like I don't know kindergarten. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Now, um, possessions nine tenths of the law. Yeah. <laughs> I always hear that one too. Yeah. That look, that freaking look. Yeah, it's like I'm sorry, I know it is, but you got to give up the cocaine, son. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> no, he didn't have any, but no, I we actually did a bust one time, and a guy actually tried to fight to keep his pot, and it was like. Dude, here's the worst part. We were letting him go. <laughs> like, just just dump it, dude. It was not even like a, not even a bottom of a. I mean, it was small. It must like, have been a rough day, dude. It was like enough to like maybe make one like one joint with, dude. And we're like, dude, just dump it. Uh, dude, I'm not getting rid of that. You're not gonna keep it. <laughs> I mean, come on, man. You don't say that to the Coast Guard, dude. Ever, yeah, ever. It's like, like the Coast Guard. I'm sorry, the Coast Guard. It's like dealing with the cops. Except, like, worse. <laughs> you piss off the Coast Guard, you're in real bad trouble. <laughs> Dude, you'll jump from, like, local fines to federal fines real quick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, like, and I don't care what anybody fines are said. much, much higher. Yeah. And then there's federal time. I don't care who you are. Yeah, federal time. Any time is not easy. Federal time is not as easy as they make it sound like well, in the movie. federal time is a minimum, just like a felony, one-year sentence. That's minimum. So, like, if it's a very small federal crime... You're looking at minimum sentence in one year, you know. So you jump into like you know, which usually most of the crimes are committed on a federal level. Yeah, you're, it's usually like 25 year sentences or life sentence. Mm-hmm. Federal crimes are usually when someone says, "Okay, we're prosecuting this as a federal crime," it's usually not a minor thing. <laughs> it's usually something major, and they're wanting to hammer this person to the wall, mm-hmm. you know. Yep. So yeah, because typically it'd be like, "Yeah, we'll give him a felony, or we'll knock it down to a misdemeanor, you know, plea bargain, whatever." If they're wanting to really go forward to really hammer you with a federal crime, it's usually you did something major. You, know? you messed up. Yeah, <laughs> kidnapping. I mean, something like that. You know what I mean? But, no, not even kidnapping. Like bombing or something. Pulling like the that. tag off your, you know, your mattress. <laughs> <laughs> Pulling the tag you off the mattress. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, oh man, I did that one time. It's like I'm breaking the law. <laughs> dude, but but see, but then there there is the other crimes too. That you get the worst judgment, and that is the act of God judgment. We're going all over all over the road today because you know what? By the way, next weekend we won't be here doing our show. We're taking the weekend off because of Christmas weekend and all that. So we're probably going to do either uh, just a replay next weekend or we'll do a best of or whatever. So letting you guys know that now. But we will be back the following weekend. We'll be back in studio doing the show. We'll be back next year. Yeah, be back next year. Um, so, anyways, I believe this happened in Tampa. And I'm not reading this. This is a story I heard a long time ago, but it just blew my mind. Okay, this guy um, and his wife had separated. All right, the guy was an abusive husband. She had a restraining order against him. The whole thing. This guy was a nut job. Right. This guy broke in the house while she was sleeping. Managed to hold her at knife point, and he gagged her, tied her up, did very bad things. I'm, I'm not going to get graphic, but did very bad things. Right then proceeded to stab her to death. 
In the process of that happening, her gag came off and she was screaming. One of the neighbors already got really, I, I guess they, they, they had a feeling something was wrong because they thought they saw his vehicle on the side of the house and they called the cops. Cops were on the way, had their sirens going. Literally, as they swing up into the yard, this dude heard the sirens. He bails out the back door and starts running on foot, right, trying to get away from the cops. They now turn into a foot pursuit through this neighborhood. The woman, thank God, she lived, okay? This guy is running from the cops. The cops are getting closer, getting closer, getting closer. Bam! He gets hit by lightning. <laughs> For riding uh. him. He was crossing a bridge. It welded him to the the railing. <laughs> That was one of those moments going, that cop's just going a little too slow. <laughs> God just looked down. <laughs> that was it. Done. I'm sorry. If you get struck by lightning, like, at all, yeah, that's a wake-up call. Like, if you live, that's a wake-up call. <laughs> Dude, there was that ranger who got hit more than, like, I think, ten times. And, and like, this guy killed himself. This is a true story. This ranger. Uh, he was, like, I guess, uh, maybe in the Guinness Book of World Records for surviving the most lightning strikes ever. This, they think he had something in his chemical balance or whatever that attracted lightning, like you know, like a human lightning rod. Because everybody does have a certain you know level of, of, of static electricity. We have a magnetic off. field. Yeah. yeah. Um, basically, lightning doesn't really hit you. What happens is that field that you're giving off arcs up. The lightning comes down and it touches and it makes like a circuit. It completes the circuit and you get fried. <clears> That's <throat> really how lightning works. Lightning doesn't actually hit you. It actually hits above you. Um, just like with a tree. It doesn't technically actually hit the tree. It hits that line that's arcing out, attracting the attention of the lightning that it connects to, and boom, makes a circuit. So anyways, I know, it's kind of weird to know this stuff, but anyways. Yeah, but um, you don't know the laws of treasure hunting. You suck. Whatever. <laughs> so, uh, but anyways, the, the, the thing I was saying, well, go to the point that I was getting to, which now I completely lost my point by the point that I was getting to. We have shipwreck to shipwreck topic. Exactly. And your topic that you totally, came up with after the totally shipwreck. Totally crashed it. <laughs> But uh, yeah, so this dude, man, he was he was running and boom, struck by lightning, welded him right to the I love it to the railing. I love it. I love stuff like that. Yep, that makes me so happy. I really does. <laughs> you know that woman, you know. I mean, thank God that I mean that was such a tragic thing that she had to go through. But you can't tell me there wasn't a hint of her when she found out feeling vindicated. Absolutely, you know what I mean? absolutely. I mean, like, look, I'm sorry. Like that is. One hell of a thing to live through, first of all. Like, I, if I was in that position, I'd almost rather be dead. Yeah, like, exactly. I'd, I'd almost rather back just head. die and get it over with. But after that SOB got struck by lightning... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. You know... <laughs> I'm still trying not to cuss on the radio. <laughs> like, but, at all. Yeah, but I mean, that's crazy, man. But it happened right there in Tampa. The, and the cops, not Nailed one of them it. got injured. Not one. It's beautiful. I love it. Dude, you know you know, one of those cops had to be laughing his ass <laughs> off. If it would have been me, I would have been like, I would have been buckled over laughing. Yeah, I wouldn't have stopped. I'd still be laughing. I would have been like, <laughs> that's the coolest thing I ever saw. That would be my, I'd be that guy that tells the same story over and over again when you're drinking with him. Mm-hmm. And that would be the story I'd tell. And you'd never get tired of it. You know, because one time awesome. I was chasing this criminal. <laughs> See, what ha- happened was, God said, no. <laughs> Dude, that's exactly how I would write my report. That's how it would start out. You see, what happened was, <laughs> either that or you ain't going to believe this. <laughs> <laughs> Can't make this up. <laughs> no, I had a chief engineer that I worked with, and uh, this guy, he uh, did two tours in uh, Iraq, Afghanistan, the whole nine. Um, he was still um, reservist, 
So he called himself the Weekend Warrior. It was hilarious. <laughs> but um, good dude. But he's like, you know what? I don't watch a lot of movies because a lot of the things I've seen, you just can't make this stuff up. <laughs> you yeah. really can't. Yeah. He, he would tell some crazy stories. He's like, I'm not making this up. It's hard to make this stuff up. <laughs> dude, I have seen so many things in the military that now when something really crazy or weird happens, I'm just like, okay. <laughs> you know, it's just after you've seen so much just – I don't know everything from just uh, dumb mistakes to to things go that go south quickly and all that stuff. You, you just kind of like eh, you're really just not surprised anymore. You know, don't, don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to like you know have somebody try to beat that goal, but you know there are those moments I still every once in a while just go wow. You know, you just pause and go wow. You see that in the news all the time. All right, I'm about to drag you kicking and screaming back on subject. Okay, back on subject. Jose Gaspar. <laughs> Never existed. Really? Never existed. No kidding. There, so there's so many legends and rumors, but the first mention of him mm-hmm. was in a pamphlet for a hotel down in Charlotte Harbor mm-hmm. for one of Henry Plant's hotels to try to drag people down there. That was the first known mention of Jose Gaspar. Dude never existed. He wasn't real. Well, fill our audience in for you know for the people who didn't study history. Or treasure hunting or anything else. Who is he? Oh, Jose Gaspar is like the infamous pirate that yeah. basically made Tampa famous, quote unquote. Yep. For Gasparilla, for all of our local Bay listeners out there, Gasparilla Parade. Yeah. We have the Gasparilla Parade and party every year, which is a blast. It's the bomb. Unless you're working it. Unless then you're it's working terrifying. it. Yeah. It's <laughs> absolutely terrifying. terrifying. I've worked it three times, and it's terrifying when you work in it because. Oh, yeah. You got people drinking. Now, if you're partying, it's amazing. <laughs> it <laughs> yeah. is great. Yeah, if you're part of the crowd, it's excellent. Yeah. Yes. But if you're, like, working as a captain and that, it is so strong. I, I don't know if I have gray hair or I haven't looked, but I probably have a few from that. Oh, yeah. It is I awesome. It. it is fun. It's terrifying. Awesome. But, yeah, Jose Gaspar never existed. It was BS. Total BS. Um, Henry Plant, which a lot of stuff's named for, you know, you had... Morton Plant Hospital, mm-hmm. Plant City, um, like mm. you'll see Plant everywhere, and it just, yeah, he made him up to bring people down to a hotel. Yeah, yeah that I believe he it. built and built a railroad too. Smart man. Mm-hmm. Very smart. Well, so, there's a lot zero of people. Very you know, we'll we'll be real. There's a lot of people out there that do take these myths and legends and stuff like that, and either they'll expound on them, and it's because of tourism, or sometimes they just flat out lie. Because of tourism, is <laughs> one or the other. I enjoy bursting bubbles. Well, That's like for example, <laughs> because of being a paranormal investigator, I always hear about Robert the Doll in Key West. He was a bassist of Chucky from Child's Play. You know, th- th- when they wrote Child's Play, they based you know uh, Chucky on Robert the Doll. No, they didn't. I actually, it was so funny because I I knew a paranormal investigator who was talking about it, and I very. You know, not trying to like like bust him out. It was just just in conversation. I'm like, no. I said actually, I said he wasn't the basis for Chucky. And he literally looked at me and he goes, yeah. And how do you know? <laughs> just like that. And I went because I know the guy who created Chucky and directed the movie Child's Play. His name's Tom Holland. <laughs> and he was like, really? I'm like, yeah. I actually asked him about it because so many people have talked about it. I went and asked him. 
He didn't even know who Robert the Doll was. <laughs> <laughs> he was based off of... Okay, okay, in the movie, Chucky was a doll called the good guy. All right, That was the name of, of the type of character. But he was based off the My Buddy Doll. Mm-hmm. That's where that came to be. It was, well, what would happen if my buddy just all of a sudden snapped and started killing everybody, basically. It's really how Chucky came to be. He was When I asked him about it, he's like, I never even heard of Robert the Doll. He's, and so I had to explain to Tom who, who Robert the Doll was. So every time I see these paranormal investigators putting out there, they're doing a paranormal event with Robert the Doll that Chucky was based upon. I'm like, no, he wasn't. And you've got to stop saying that because it's not the truth. Well, see, that's what a lot of treasure hunting is. It's like a centuries-long game of telephone. Exactly. That game by the way, we are going to have Tom Holland come on our show, by the way. Really? Cool. Yeah, Tom Holland's going to come on. He is the director and creator of Child's Play. He's the guy who originally created Chucky and Child's Play, started the whole genre. Uh, he is the one who created Fright Night and started that whole genre. Nice. Yes, and quite a few other iconic movies from the 80s and stuff. Do we have a win? Uh, no, but one? I talked to his son. His son, Josh, is a good buddy of mine, and I was talking with him, and his dad definitely wants to come on the show. The only he was We were going to try to get him for our Halloween show when we were trying to do a Halloween show. Yeah. The problem was that that was the 35th year anniversary of Fright Night, and that whole week yeah, he was no. booked already. Nope. nope, that's more, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, my God. I, I, I First off, I was like, man, I really feel old. Me and Josh were <laughs> laughing about it. And then I'm like, and secondly, I can't believe I didn't realize that, man. It's the 35th anniversary already, you know, of Fright Night. Wow. Yeah, that, so they had amazing. all the cast and crew and everybody get back together, too, and, you know, and talk about the movie. and you know when they How old is everything. Tom Holland? Tom Holland, he uh, he's at least up there in his like seventies. You don't know the Seder. Yeah, I never I never asked a man. Hey, by the way, where are my show? How old are you? And hey, just, no, I'd do it. Yeah, well, I figured he would, but I don't care. Yeah, I mean, I uh, do care. Now his like, son Josh, he's been in movies too. He's been in the movie Thinners, um, you know, and all that stuff. So he, he's he's done a lot too. Um, he is a very very big real estate guy. There he yeah. Is. 1943. Well. He was born... Okay, well, there you go. Huh. Before you. <laughs> Shut up. No, he wasn't born before you. Oh, just narrowing it down. I thought you were going to say, no, he wasn't born before me. <laughs> oh, my God. Maybe. Maybe, maybe, maybe. Hold on. Yes. 1943. He's 70. Wow. Told you. Wow. Dude, if you see photographs of that guy, I mean, dude, he no, is... No, he looks great. Yeah, one, he exactly. He looks great for his age. And number two, very active. Very sharp. Like, when you talk to him, like, okay, let's be real. A lot of people might talk to their grandparents who are, like, in their 70s, and they can't figure out how to tie their shoe, to be honest. You know, mm-hmm. they, they, some of them just do have that declining type of, you know, mentality as they get older, right? With him, you can't tell. He, he's so sharp and so on the ball, man, and spot on. You're Like, dude, I would have thought, like, like, the guy was, like, in his 50s, not realizing, like, dude, I watched movies of his when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? He was already directing movies back then and creating them. I mean, yeah. even the photo they had on there, he looked, I would definitely say 50s. I mean, oh yeah, 77 years old. Oh, if I was an old lady, I'd do them. Yeah. Mm, right. And I'm straight. <laughs> 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 That's how good looking he is. <clears throat> I can't wait till he comes on the show and I tell him that one. You're ridiculous. <laughs> You're absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, I don't care. But, uh, but no, Tom really is, man. I mean, and his son is so down-to-earth and uh, just a really great guy, man. He's funny, really smart, too, very sharp. Well, a lot of the celebs that, like, you know personally are usually down-to-earth because you... You talk to a couple of them, you know, for me. 
I did. Well, kind of in passing. Yeah, it's just... I never know, though. Like, I never... So, this is the dumb thing about me. Anytime <laughs> I talk to a celebrity... Like, I've met John Travolta. I talk junk to him, like, randomly. Walking down the dock, passing him. He was going to his yacht. Had no idea who it was. Didn't even notice. Didn't yes, care. It was just a normal day. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Hi, dude. What's going on? How you doing? Nice boat. You know, kept on walking, whatever. And then, uh... Just... Yeah. No, I, I, I don't even notice. Yeah. You're, you're just another person to me. Like... You know, yeah. you're nice to me. I'm nice to you. That's how it goes. And I have met and hung out. I mean, physically met and hung out with, like with many celebrities. I've hung out with uh, Colin Farrell. Uh, Colin Farrell, awesome guy. Really funny. Really super like polite and courteous. He's one of those guys that okay, like you always hope that when you meet your hero, they don't turn out to be a dirtbag. He's definitely not that guy. He's a great guy. He's, like, really super nice and courteous and polite to everyone. He's from Ireland, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. And, uh, and yeah, I, I'll stay about, um, no. And I will say straight out that, um, yeah, he's a good-looking man. He's hot. I'll give him that. Dude, he he was my idol. He, he was like, my man crush. I think I was, like, 18 or 19. No, I was younger than that when uh, American Outlaws came out. Yeah. yeah. And, like... I used to, like, really like Westerns because, like, that was just, it was just cool, like, mm-hmm. when I was growing up and stuff, and that came out, and I was like, dude, I want to be that guy. Like, that yep. was awesome. Plus, you know, my name's Jesse James. He was playing Jesse James, which is freaking awesome. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, I would say, uh, well, and plus, we already know about this one. I met Brian Johnson, lead singer of ACDC, and got to party at his house. Nice. Yeah, and I crawled out of there the next morning. <laughs> the sun was coming up, and I was still obliviated. I, I crawled out to the taxi and like, take me home. Where yeah. I don't care. <laughs> I don't think I can do that anymore. It, it takes oh, too yeah, long to anymore, recover. Dude. Like was, I'm not. Yeah, I was in my early twenties when yeah. I did that. No, I I was in great practice back then. But now, yeah. dude, I, I I was literally talking to Blue and uh, Val that I can't find time to drink anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm so busy between, like, everything that I've got going on, having a two-year-old, job, this, you know, all this, that, and the other. I don't have time to drink. I'm lucky if I can drink one beer in a month. I, and literally, and you know me, I barely drink. Once in a blue moon, I may have a drink. Except for when you're grilling. Uh, well, when I was <laughs> grilling, I had a drink, and that was it. <laughs> but, like, usually, though, I mean, like, I'll, I'll go months without a drink at all. Period. Yeah. Not even a sip. And we used to party like rock stars. Oh, yeah, big like, time. Well, some of us partied with rock stars. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I partied with Jason Aldean. That was awesome. Oh, God. That's, Great guy. That's got to be. I, uh, in, in high school, my party, I have no idea what you're talking about because I never went through that. Because when I was in high school, my parties were going to my friend's house and making costumes and playing Final Fantasy. That was it. That <laughs> okay. was, and then, and so we'd have our costume party. And then we'd go to the anime convention, and we'd all be dressed up, or we'd go to the medieval fair. So, basically, my entire life has been theater. <laughs> no idea. I'm just nodding. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, totally. That drinking thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, you know what? None, not many of us can be as pure as you. Precious cinnamon bun. What are you talking about, pure? With his yeah, horns. Yeah. He's got freaking Actual horns. Actual horns on, on for you. Yeah. All, but Blue just sure. said he didn't drink. Didn't say nothing about Coke. <laughs> <Well>. <laughs> Shrooms. He doesn't have the flat. LSD. I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, actually, LSD is a big thing in uh, art art schools. I had a buddy that went to art school. Yeah. He was a Me metallurgic too. guy. And oh, yeah. He, he told me acid was the most unproductive drug 
ever. <laughs> I believe it. Like he I literally, yes. he tried. We to actually sleep. talked about this a couple weeks ago. Yeah, he tried to sleep yeah. with a chick on acid, and all they do is like, like they were together, attached, but they like did not have any idea. They saw stars. They were in the galaxy. Okay. They didn't. They they had no idea what was going on. Groove on. We're getting a phone call. Uh oh. <laughs> it's the FBI. Um, yeah, with Jason Aldean, that was a, that was actually a pretty funny story. Um, I was at the bar bouncing at Sloppy Joe's. Um, yes, I used to bounce at Sloppy Joe's in Key West. Um, and he was in there hanging out and got to meet him, you know, for a few nights in a row when he came in. And then one night I was happened to be off and he was there hanging out. I don't know if I want to share the whole story of what happened. Because uh, something that happened during the process of me and him hanging out together was pretty funny. Yeah, no, don't worry about it. Yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll, yeah. we'll let move on. Go. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, treasure hunting. We suck at staying on topic. Okay, yeah. Ladies and gentlemen. Well, it's, awesome. it's, it's a holiday weekend. Like we already said at the beginning of the show, we are done. We, we are, are burnt dragging out. butt, man. Yes. Whew. I I've been going since like 5 o'clock this morning. And you know me, man. Usually my mornings, I start at like 3 in the mm-hmm. morning. You slept in. I Good slept job. in. Slept in until five. Yeah. Yeah. I slept until five thirty. But it was just, <laughs> yeah, it was just like nonstop going all day today, all the way up to the point when I came here. So it's like I am like just I'm done. I'm Dead. toast. It's like yeah. tech week. It's just yeah. Oh, <laughs> it's oh twelve my God. hours. It's like that moment where you want to be funny and you're like, no, I just don't even have it in me to even be funny right now. <laughs> I just don't. <laughs> and no. It's not because I'm in a bad mood. I'm really not. I am just so wore out right now. Everybody is right yeah. now. Ladies and gentlemen, don't let it get you down. Don't be wore out. Drink oh, coffee. You like know me. what? Let's let's go ahead and talk about one thing serious. You know, we, we already got way off topic. No, we already got way off topic anyway. Instead serious, of the bro. treasure hunting. Well, no, it's not. It's not a. Well, yeah, it is a bad thing, but it's a good thing. Look, I know during the season a lot of people get very very lonely. You know, especially like military members and stuff like that, um, and people who are just having going through a rough time right now because of COVID and everything else. They've lost their jobs. They're trying to support the family, so on and so forth. Please do not give up. One thing I have learned from being in the military is a it's it really is it's something I live by. If you're still breathing, you have not been beat. Don't give up. There's always somebody out there that will listen to you and who will help you. There are many, many numerous hotline numbers to call out there, suicide prevention lines, so on and so forth. This time of the year is very, very hard on, like I said, especially military members. But now, after COVID, it's just really just hard on everybody right now. Seasonal depression. Too. Yeah, exactly. The whole seasonal depression right now. So just know there are people out there who will listen. There are people out there who will help. And I promise you, no, how ma- no matter how bad things get, you will get through it eventually. It's not about an if. It's a when. You will get through. And I want to just go ahead and share this real quick. I used to be homeless. I was actually homeless at one time. I got that far down, you know, a, a few years ago, and, well, picked up the bootstraps and look where I'm at now because I just refuse to give up. I just don't quit. I don't care how bad things get. I've seen worse, you know, and made it through that. Keep going. So I just want to put that, that out there to everybody that if you're going through a hard time in your life right now, you know, hey, it's okay to get frustrated. It's okay to say you're going to quit a thousand times in a row. We all do. Just don't. It's okay to say I quit. Everybody does. Good God, I quit my job probably ten times a day. You know what I mean? But I still keep going. You know, so and that's the thing is you just can't quit because I promise you will get through it. Um, I lost a 
a good friend of mine last year, you know, due to this type of scenario. Um, not like a super close friend, you know, but just somebody that I was very aware of and we ran in the same circles, you know, and, and they wound up committing suicide. And it was during this time of year. So it just brought that reminder up in my head just to make sure that to put it out there that things will get better. I don't care how bad they get. They will get better. It's all a matter of when. You will find your time for them. So anyways, that's all I wanted to throw out there uh, for my part. Anything you want to say to everybody before the end of the year? Yep. If you do need help during this time, the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline is 1-800-273-8255. If you're a veteran, press 1. They also have a crisis text line. Text HOME to 741-741. They also have a trans lifeline. 1-877-565-8860. The main one is, again, 1-800-273-8255. And if worse comes to worse, if you can't remember the number and you're thinking about doing something bad, just call 911. Mm-hmm. Worst case scenario, if you can't remember the number, if you have a, a cell phone, I'm sure you can Google it and find it. But I promise you, I don't care how bad you think it is, you will get through it. You will. You just can't quit. You know, it's the thing that, that I learned, a li- you know, within the military that, you know, about getting knocked down. It's not about getting knocked down. Everybody gets knocked down. Everybody. You know, some just get knocked down further than everybody else. You just got to learn to climb back up. You will. You have to pick yourself up and keep going. This is what I tell everybody. It's not that I'm really strong or I'm a Superman or I'm like, no, I'm just too stupid to quit. <clears throat> I just keep going. I'm, I'm like a robot. I just keep going. You know, and that's what you have to do. You just got to keep going. So, anyways, I'll get off that soapbox now. And, Jesse, thanks for finding that number and putting that out there for everybody. Yep, that's um, what I do. And who keeps calling in, Blue? Do you have any idea? So, the, num- the like, line that they're calling in is not one for the studio. It's, like, the office number. So, I have no idea who's calling in. They don't have the right number. If they, I, I, That would have been awesome if we could have. Took it and no, it yeah, because like I because I, I tried to because it's up here on my board, right? So I yeah. put it on to try and make sure that it wasn't Google saying, "Hey, you don't have your whatever Google yeah, yeah, yeah. wants to talk to me about." But it was just the dial tone, and I was like, "Well, I can't." And then I tried on the other phone, and I still can't get them through. Now you know what happened. <laughs> You'll hit it, put it on the airwaves, and you know what's going to come across. We'd like to talk to you about your car's extended warranty. <laughs> That's what you're going to hear. I get that call, dude. They gave me a brand new cell phone with my job, right? Mm-hmm. A brand new cell phone, brand new number. Literally in an hour, I got a call about extending warranty on my vehicle. <laughs> Within an hour, with a brand new phone out of New York and I, a new phone. I get that, and I don't have a driver's license. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All righty. All right. Well, the moral of today, moral of today, wow, wow. I can't Is talk. Get sleep? Yeah. 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 Get sleep. Get Definitely plenty get of sleep. sleep. <laughs> Walk on the beach on Key West. Never give up. And never answer your phone for a number you don't recognize. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there you go. Some good, some good ones. Those, those are our rules we want to pass on for the end of the year. And never play any type of betting game against anybody who has the first name of a city. Right. You know, you don't play like, you know, pool against a guy named Minnesota, flat, you know, Minnesota Fats. You know, you're, you're going to lose, I promise. You're going to lose your money. So, yeah, that's another rule to live by. Never play a betting game against anybody who has the first name of a city. It's not going to end well. <laughs> it's just not. All right. All right. And started from this tropic point, a boy this tiny ship. The mate was a mighty sailor man, skipper, brave and sure. 
five passengers set sail that day for a three-hour tour. A three-hour tour. The weather started getting rough. The tiny ship was tossed. If not for the courage of the fearless crew, the middle of the government computer systems, Greg Cluxton reports.